Hey everybody, welcome to Saki. This is the most polite, gentle room in the world. Welcome to the beautiful neighborhood of Logan Square, where no one from the four-block radius of the store shops at the beautiful Saki Records at 3716 West Fullerton. You're already in the room if you're looking at me right now, but if you're listening at home, you have no idea what's going on. Fantastic. Welcome to the show. Welcome to You, Me, Them, everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. Uh, this is a last-minute show because it's, uh, I didn't know I was going to be in town, and I was like, hey, Saki, let me do a show. And they're like, okay. And that's exactly how I used to book all of my band shows, specifically before I was 21. When I was, I think, 19 years old, I played at a basement in Indiana, which means I was ready for superstardom. It was such a good idea to play a basement in Indiana. I had been working at the Music Box Theater at the time, and uh, our musician friend, Daniel Knox, is going to close the show. So that's how it sort of ties in. More importantly, this is about drinking in a place you're not supposed to drink. We're drinking right now in Saki Records. Anyways, I had a bottle of Australian wine because there was the Australian Film Festival at the Music Box Theater. I had never drank wine before, so I was like, oh, I'll drink it very, very fast. So I drank a bottle of wine uh, in the basement in Indiana. And uh, we were the 10th band to play. Uh, we were the 10th band of 10 bands to play. We were to play at 9 p.m., uh, each band had an hour. We started at noon. Uh, we played at 1 a.m. because that's what happens at basement shows. And more than 10 bands played. I think we were the 14th band that played. Uh, the band before us was a white power band from said state of Indiana because, once again, Indiana. And that's what happens in Indiana. You become a white power band. Well, our band is not a white power band, but we really like to drink the alcohol of white power bands. So we drink all of their alcohol. Keep in mind, all 19 Catholic school boys were very, very dumb. We drink all of their whiskey. They had a lot of Jack Daniels. Apparently, uh, Jack Daniels and White Power go hand in hand. It's a beautiful, beautifully not brewed bourbon from Kentucky. Moving on, uh, we drink all that. Blah 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 blah. We play a show. We play. We play a very very fun illegal rock and roll show at 1 a.m. in a basement in Indiana. Uh, we play a sweet eight song set, and we knew this was going to be a good good set because we had a, a friend of ours come and shoot it professionally and. Uh, it looks amazing. We, I've never looked more badass in punk rock in my life. Uh, midway through the middle of the song, middle of the set, fourth song maybe, I vomit everywhere. And this is how you know I'm a fantastic guitarist. I didn't miss one note, and we were like a Sonic Youthy type of band, so we would switch off uh, uh, vocals from like chorus to verse, and I had the chorus, so I was like, okay, if I hold it to the start of the second verse, I could totally puke and then within 20 seconds sing beautiful harmonies, and I did that. And ladies and gentlemen... Eight years later, no, that's not right. Ten years later, oh, I'm not aging well. Ten years later, I finally made it back to Saki Records, and I'm going to do the talk show equivalent of vomiting halfway through and never missing a note. We have a fantastic show tonight. Esmeralda Leone is the co-host. How are you, Esmeralda? I'm good. Is my fantastic. mic Fantastic. Yay. Yay. Miles Raymer is the guest. Joe McAdam is the comic. And my absolute favorite, Daniel Knox, is the musician. So... Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I'm butting in to let you know that I wrote a weekly column for this website called Brightest Young Things. The name of the column is called Behind the Desk, and it's pretty much whatever is applicable to this talk show or talk shows in general, things that I find fascinating. It goes up once a week at brightestyoungthings.com, and you can find every column at youmethemeverybody.com. So if you haven't been to the website in a while, that's an excuse to go. Once again, it's called Behind the Desk. It's a weekly column I write, and I'd really appreciate it if you uh, gave it a glance. Thanks for listening, and back to the show.
this is so it was so necessary for me to stand for no no reason whatsoever. There's also no reason that I should be dressed the way I am. Once again, it's an audio podcast. It's hot out, and you're wearing a sweater. We're in an air conditioned building. I mean, it's although not I have seen many people wearing. I saw a guy on the bus wearing a like a, a hoodie yes. wrapped around his shoulders and tied in the front, like he was a, a you know going to play tennis or something. Going to play tennis on the 82 bus. Uh, going through middle to low class neighborhoods the entire way. It was a good, good. He looked trip. very classy. That's, that's I say that he looked good. When I think of the CTA, I think classy. Well, yeah. Anyways, Esmeralda's <laughs> a co-host. This means we do stories. Esmeralda, what is the first story of the evening? So some lady uh, was trying to. She was busy, and uh, so some lady she was busy. Could not wait to uh, wait for her meth to you know crystallize or whatever happens. That is to make meth. That the is fantastic true. concoction. We are all fans of the Breaking Bad. Yeah, so she brought it with her to the Walmart in a 12-ounce, 20-ounce plastic bottle. Wait, wait. Okay, so the lady is making meth. Yeah, she figured out how to just take it to go. So she she put meth in it, essentially, in a to-go bottle. Yeah, she, she had, as they called, the police called it a mobile meth lab. Which was just a 12-ounce plastic bottle. It was a 20-ounce plastic, like a, you know, soda bottle. How much Had you want to bet purse. that that soda was at one point Fago? Probably in Missouri, and oh. they they cleared out the Walmart for what? this. No, nothing happened. Oh. It was just bubbling in there. But I just like the idea that she's. I very think something was happening in, in that bottle, well, or it was bubbling. Magic was happening. That's true. That that is Meth. the definition of magic. But I love. She couldn't wait. She's like, I gotta go to Walmart. I gotta go get my dry cleaning. Yes. I don't know what else she had to do. I don't think they do dry cleaning at any Walmarts. Specifically, well, know, wait, 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 wait. In your mind, she's going to Walmart to pick up dry cleaning. No, she's doing that. That's on her list, on her checklist. She definitely is do- using a dry cleaner with meth. <laughs> That's okay. Because in your mind, the people that are on meth and go to Walmart, classy dressers. Well, if she has to take it to go. She's in a hurry. Yeah, she's yes. got to do something. That's true. You might as well pick up dry cleaning. Yeah, and I also like the idea of let's sell this. So what? Meth to go. Oh, you think we should sell meth to yeah, go? Yeah, let's do this. Oh, that's a this. good idea. I think, once again, we just use Fago bottles and no one will know the difference. Well, yeah, but we sell it at, you know, three times the cost. So like a, like 40 cents? With all the products, I mean, and we got an infomercial, and it's like, just shake it up and go. I don't, okay. Do you want to do this in I the States? I don't know how meth works. I think though. in Canada this is fine, but I don't know. If, uh, well, let's go to Canada. Okay, so it's all we have to do is go to Canada, get some bottles, and sell meth in an infomercial style. Yes. I think it's a good idea. Mobile meth lab. All right. You're full of good ideas. Yeah, I know. Let's go to the next story. <laughs> uh, I also we talk fast, by we the way. Do. We talk very, very fast. We might. I'm everyone is meth. so polite. You could. It's okay. It's Everyone's going to be okay. I promise you. We might not be okay. I did have We're a double shot of latte. A lot. One of them big coffee so two ounces i don't know that's a, that's a double shot a shot's one know. ounce whatever i had coffee oh, oh okay i had a big old coffee before wow <laughs> calm down calm down it anyway. is sunday evening in sake Records. i know <sighs> so our a former guest of ours pat deep dish bertoletti <laughs> and this has nothing to do with the meth story he's a competitive no, eater this is the this is the next yeah he's a competitive i just eater. wanted to do a little update this weekend is rib fest in lincoln square yes and he was in the contest, the rib eating contest on Friday. Did you go? I didn't go. Why not? Because I don't like standing in the middle of streets. I don't really so care So summer to. for you, not so much fun. No, I don't care to stand in the middle of the street. It gets boring. Ten minutes later, I want to leave. Fair enough. Don't you live in Lincoln Square? Yeah. Isn't this like right outside your apartment? Eh, it's a little ways. Like how much is a little ways? Like uh, half a block? A couple blocks. Okay. Like three blocks. 
Mm, a little further. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> that's not even the point. Anyway, he lost. He only ate 5.6 pounds. In how ribs. long? In how long? Oh, I don't know. Ever? Really I've quickly. They quickly. Go, like okay. by minute or something. It was really fast. It was like a... Uh, it was like when animals devour a carcass. So he only in, devoured 5.6 Yes, the, the first pounds winner, of meat. Yeah, the first Because he's a loser. He is. Well, he got second. He's a loser. His, uh, he's first an awful prize, human being. The first prize winner was Tim Gravy Brown. Tim. I would like to point out... She is not using notes. She memorized this no, like a pro. Because I, li- I was thinking this is a, a great story. Because Gravy Brown, what a great name. I like competitive eating. Understood. Especially when they're really thin people. Is is Tim Gravy Brown a thin man? Yeah. Ooh. They're not fat. No, no. none of the, the real professional. Patrick's fat. pretty svelte man. Patrick, mm-hmm. last time he did the show, I'd say 180, 190. That's how much yeah. he looked like he weighed. And a lot of muscle. Maybe 6'1", 6'2". Yeah. Drink nine pints of uh, cider mm-hmm. in maybe an hour, hour and yeah. a half. Well, yeah, that's nothing yeah. for him. That literally nothing for him. <laughs> it cost us a lot of money for him. Nothing. Yeah. Anyways, so Tim Brady Rump. He Rump. Eight, seven point eight pounds. Oh, that's a lot more pounds. Yeah, that's two point two more. Yeah, good for him. But the thing is, it's good in both things because they own a food truck called Glutton Force Five. So either way, they got they got. So good in a way, this is just a plug for Glutton Force Five. Yeah, well, you know, I stand I like by that. So the, kids the out there guests. at home, if if you plan to start a food truck, eat a amount of meat that will definitely make you become a diabetic, and no, you'll be fine. I wouldn't make. It's a lot of protein there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't know how the insides work. Your idea so far was intercompetitive eating contest and sell meth to go. That would actually make you win a food. Maybe he's on. Maybe he visited Walmart before the show and got primed. <laughs> he bought one of our to-go meth labs. We're already selling it yeah, at Walmart. Oh wow! You can't even get a Walmart in Chicago yet. We have meth in other WalMarts. Oh uh, yeah, at least three right now. Where are you, Rom? On the catch <laughs> up, local. See that? Rom is the mayor. That's why I said that. Thanks, Joe. All right, next story. <laughs> the uh, third one is kind of old. But I always like bringing up these old ones because they make me think of questions for you. Good. And it was uh, that guy who built, who made his cat, his dead cat into a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he killed a cat. Like a, he didn't kill it. No, a he killed a cat. Oh, you know he killed that cat. The car. He did. had an idea, and he was like, "Gotta fly it." So he killed the cat. Threw it in front in, of a car. Turned it into a remote control helicopter. Yeah, and it looks kind of frightening because it's like widespread. It's, yeah. And Cat shouldn't fly, let alone become helicopters. Probably not. Not probably, definitely. Definitely don't kill your cat and turn it into a helicopter. He didn't kill it. He killed the cat. All right, well, he killed the cat. That's right. <laughs> no, okay, so I was thinking we both own cats, and when our cats meet their... We definitely own the cats. Okay, Their continue. demise, we should use them. Yes. Nose to tail uh, for nose. the things that we, <laughs> that we have on the show. What? Yeah. So Somebody like, just sighed. They do not like this idea one bit. <laughs> You were, okay. What are you going to do with it? Bury it? Yes. Yes, no. that's exactly what you should do. No, because you'll miss it so much. This way you'll always have it with you. Nope, that's not how it works. Uh, well, that's anyway. That's not how the grieving process works in any way. My first thought was we would we would stretch them out and make them like uh, uh, for the microphone stand. Oh, kind of like how Steel and Tyler tie scarves yeah. to a microphone stand. We'll stretch out exactly. one dead like cat. The, it would be about the maybe half the length of a microphone stand, but the mouth would be right at the microphone. Oh. And maybe you could pop, when you pop the microphone off, the head would still be there. Nope, that's like an awful little, idea. No? That I is like one it. of the worst. All right, well, we'll do that with my cat. You could do that with your cat. <laughs> also thought a, a laptop cover. Okay. 
And it would look like so where you open it. Uh huh. It would be the teeth. Okay. So it would be like it. Lo- it would look like the cat ate the laptop. That's true. Okay. What about this? That's way better. What about? And its little feet would dangle on the sides like a fox tail. What about when the computer gets too hot? Because you can't have a laptop on, say, your lap for too long before it starts to get really, really warm. Wouldn't the cat burst into flames at a certain point? Well, I guess you could put a hole in the in its belly for uh-huh. the fan. Or you could just you could wait, the wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. You're not putting the cat inside of the computer. No, it would look like he ate the the computer. Okay, right? I get you. Once again, same page. But then you lose me here. Why are we cutting? It, it, this computer well, still gets circulation. hot. It's circulating what? The air, because isn't the isn't the fan down there? Yes, but it still gets hot. Okay. There's well, already a fan. Like uh, what? Aren't cats? I don't know. Nope. This has nothing to do with cats. This we is just how a computer some works. Sort of layer. Okay. In between the cat. That and makes the more sense. I understand okay. that part. So would you like a silicone layer in between the cat and the laptop? Yes. Okay. Solved. All right. So that's what we're gonna do. You're gonna go out, murder cats, and turn no, them into laptops. No, just let them die. Yeah, you're gonna mur- you're gonna murder them. <laughs> there's a, there's too many cats anyway. I think we did that story because I think this record store is actually named after a cat. Is that isn't yeah? It's is named the cat, cat dead? See? Is it okay? So what's the difference between us making laptop covers and people? See, well, look at that. Well, no, you don't have them like stuffed somewhere, do you? Do you? Ha- is the cat stuffed anywhere in this building? Not that you know okay, of. But m- a lot of people do that. Nope, one person did that. No, one guy. There's turned- a whole reality show dedicated to. Is there really? There is. I don't watch television anymore. Apparently. I know, but there's a whole reality show. So what's I, the name I think of the show? Those people would be cool with. I forget. It's like <sighs> stuffers. I don't know. That's actually. I don't care if that's the name that in reality. That's in the show. They're that's, very straight and to the point. With that's these how it works in my head TV at this shows point. Now. Well, that's very good. I also like to think because they're fat enough, we can make speaker covers. What? Wait. Because we we have at the other place we got those big old speakers. Yes. And then we'd make the cats go rah like, like their mouths Wait. open and all scary. <laughs> I like. I think these ideas. I know are you great. like these ideas. Obviously, I think I'm a fan of some of them. How about and then that? our cats look very similar, so they'd be a matching set. <laughs> oh, you see, now you want to kill my kid at the same time as you kill your cat. Well, they probably will die. Wait, why? Time. I don't know. That all just right. happens. All right. It might. It it just might happen, Brandon. Your cat dies when mine. Merle, you are so a fantastic suddenly. newswoman. <laughs> you Teresa Strasser the to, shit out yeah, of this. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Stossel? Exactly. Coming wait, to the wait, stage. Wait. You've got a, there's a lady version? What? Coming to the stage. He's a music writer for the Chicago Reader, and he's a bassist in my favorite garage rock band, Manic Men. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Miles Raymer, everybody. Miles! Miles, Thank how you. are you? I'm fine. Do you have a cat? I do. What's uh, its name? I have two cats. Uh, I have a cat named Princess Boom Boom. Yes, uh, you do. And I have a cat named Miles Raymer Jr. And wouldn't you like to honor Princess Boom Boom <laughs> by making her into something? I, I, loved, I loved the cat copter. I really loved it. I was like, because I feel like if Junior, I feel like Junior would want to be memorialized. Miles, do you way. plan on having children? <laughs> I don't think that that's a good idea. Why not? Why isn't that a good idea? You don't want your offspring seeing your cut-off shorts? What's the problem, sir? Uh, I don't. I don't know that I'm responsible enough to. I, I'm. Bar- I can barely keep cats alive. We have two. Yeah, I've, and they all have three names. Three, three words True. in their name. That's names. good. So you could definitely be a good father. 
uh, it's I'm, really all I'd it takes. be good at naming naming them. Maybe. Yeah. So maybe you should just breed and name the kids. Maybe I should just have a lot of illegitimate children. You are a musician. This is true. And you were a bassist. Yeah. So you should definitely Famed be doing this. for our talents for spawning illegitimate children. Why do you play bass? Is it because guitar is too, too many strings? Like, what's the problem here? I play bass because... Uh, you don't want to look the old, cool? The old bassist... The old bassist from Mannequin Men left, and Kevin... Uh, the singer. The singer-guitarist uh, approached me one night at the Continental. For and those uh, of you that aren't in Chicago, the Continental is a 4 a.m. bar... Miles, when did this conversation take place? 2008. What time of night did this conversation take place? <laughs> Three or four. There we go. That's and how he, you make he, a good he, band, he kids. He said, uh, you know, he asked me to, to take over for bass in Mannequin Man, and I was like, I've never played bass in a band before. That's and he's right. like, well, that's not really important. Do you want to play or not? And I was like, yeah, sure, because I had been to... I, I The first time I saw... Um, I kind of joined the band, essentially, uh, it, it went back to us... Um, I DJed a party they played at uh, right when they were starting out, mm-hmm. before they had a, even their first record out. And um, there was like a little DJ booth, and then there was a little space, and then the stage, and so it would kind of go back and forth between DJ and bands. And so I did my little set, and then they came up and played, and I think <laughs> I think their set lasted about 15 minutes, and everything was broken by the end of it. And I was just like in the DJ booth, like in a loft, sort of above everyone. And uh-huh. I was just like, "This is the best thing I've ever seen." That's this, true. This, like, they just destroyed everything. Have you guys destroyed anything since you've joined the band? I mean, we break, like, amps just blow up sometimes. That We've gone through some amps, um, but we don't break stuff on purpose. Why like, not? What's the problem? Because we don't make that much money. I mean, when you why don't you ma- anyway. when you're when you're yeah Pete, they're gonna break anyways, Miles. When you're Pete Townsend. I mean, Pete Townsend was making some serious cash when he was busting all those guitars. So? So was Hendrix. So? Yeah, but you're bre- they're breaking so already. We would ha- so you, you might as to, well you still just have to do make, it. You still have to do rent. You still have to make rent. Wait, you make rent because of Mannequin Men? No, but so I, could, I couldn't be spending 500 to to $1,000 on a guitar. Why don't you steal other bands' month? equipment? That's a good question. I know. That's why I asked it. Um, that Actually, uh... I'm not going to name names, but one of our members did steal. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Uh, a, a tuner pedal from. Oh, it's so boring. That's the most oh, boring it's, it's pedal to steal. I know, but useful. The most but fun pedal to steal is a phaser. I would say a flanger. It's the same idea. A, like a, now you're being a dick. <laughs> no, now I'm being specific. That's, That's the same thing. Anyways, Miles, you're not on the show to talk about mannequin men. Uh, because it's really boring to talk about music, and we're already in a record store. Sure. It's true. Let's talk about the music you write about. Sure. Exactly. You write for the reader. True. Which means you can't write about, like... I mean, you, could, you can write about whatever you want, right? Yeah, I get to... I mean... I should write in the same second, same sentence in two different ways, which makes the yeah. question awful. Um, yeah, no one tells me what to write about. That's great. Um, and it's pretty cool. I don't think that I've... Since I've been in... My job as a staff writer, I don't think any of my editors have ever told me I couldn't write about anything. Um, so, yeah, I get to p- pretty much just, you know, tell people what I think about the things that I like. Fascinating. It's a pretty cool job. Okay. Do you get bad rev- You know, do people send you terrible hate mail? Hate mail, yeah. What's your favorite piece That's of great. hate mail? Um, oh, man. Um, 
<laughs> my favorite piece. And of where egg. did you? St- what band did you take the tuner pedal from? I'm not. I can't tell you. Local that. band? No, it was not a local band. All right. Um, and they were douchebags. Okay. They were serious. Douche was it bags. this most recent tour? No, it was a couple tours ago. A couple tours ago. What city was it in? Long Beach, California. Long Beach, Cal. Oh yeah, that's gonna be so we hard played, to track we down. We played in, uh, and it was actually in the club that uh, doubles as the. Uh, are you familiar with True Blood? Have you ever seen that show? I know of the show. Yes. Um, it's the there's this club, and when they shoot, uh, when they have a scene that's in Fantasia or whatever, yeah, the Vampire yeah. Club. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. It's the Vampire really, Club. Wait, wait, really quick. That's in the name of the actual club, Fantasia. Yeah. Well, What's in the show, in the show, place. it's a different, it's a different name, but it's an actual rock club, and, and they it's just, called Fang, and they just decorate Fang. it. They they like. They decorate it to become Fantasia. Okay, that's good because I was thinking that place looks real cheap. Wait a second, wait. Yeah, wait. it does. In really the look show, like it's that. called Fantasia. Yeah. yeah, this is a show that gets good reviews. I know, that's but a terrible the vampires show. like kitschy things. Do they? Probably. They all go there. <laughs> all right, I like apologize completely. And it's I didn't. In the south. Wait, you just said it was in Long Beach. Well, it's supposed to take place in the south. Yeah. I am so confused. Do you know yeah, nothing actually, about did movies? You, did you know that... It's not a movie! Did you know that not all movies and TV shows are shot in the places... I'm highly disappointed. <laughs> ...that there's allegedly taking place? I thought Buffy was a documentary about hoop dreams. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so you steal pedals, because yeah. that makes you cool, but then you write about music, and that's like, what? Uh, that's not super cool. Um, okay, so... <laughs> All you, you you started this band as a collective to steal gear and destroy it. Pretty much. And now you're writing about stuff. Uh, sure. You're a little bit older than me. Yeah. We have similar jobs. We get to write about whatever we want. But I'm not enthused about music. I'm incredibly bored by almost everything I hear these days. And like, and the bands that I gravitate towards are bands like you and bands like not not bands, but people like Knox. It's like, all right, that's good, and then I'll listen to that until I die, and then everything else is kind of shitty. Now, how do you stay enthused to listen to so much not good stuff? Um, it can be tough at times. Uh, you know, I get... I, I check my mail. Um, I get my, I pick up my mail from the reader offices because I work from home, and I usually pick up my mail like once a week or whenever mm-hmm. we have edit meetings and so i'll have a stack of you know mailers and i'm just opening them and it's like oh this looks terrible this looks terrible um and i'm just swamped with music constantly okay uh so that's that's a a chore to deal with just having i mean i get sent more music than i actually have time to listen to at all like even if i was listening to music around the clock Mm -hmm. like new swapping out records all the time will you listen to every single thing that's sent in the mail i used to but now now they're, uh, you know, people have digital promos, so they just email you a yes. promo. And so that costs nothing. And so consequently, people will just send, I get promos for of tons course. and tons of stuff, that, like literally more stuff than I can listen to in a day. And so I do have to uh, filter things out. Like, you know, if something, <laughs> you know, if, if something looks just awful, now let's talk and about not those. awful enough to to be fun. I've I have a very very similar situation as you. I get a lot of promos from bands that have guys with goatees. I instantly throw those out. Instant. Am I doing the right thing? Instantly. Okay, yeah. good. I have a lot of promos of uh, of bands, and I use bands in very gigantic quotes here. Uh, audio podcast, and uh, the it's a woman, and she's relatively attractive. Like she could be on True Blood as an extra. Mm-hmm. And then all the other guys are in the photo. They're kind of blurry. I throw those out instantly. Yeah. Am I doing the like right thing? Like a bunch of middle-aged 
overweight guys. With now here's goatees. the thing: if I get a bunch of middle uh, middle aged overweight white guys, but in the photo is a live shot and the stage is almost destroyed, I instantly put that on. Sure. Okay, so I'm still doing the right thing in sure, there. Sure, definitely. Okay, good. Feel uh, free to judge a book by its cover or an album. When either. when a band has the exact same makeup of the Smashing Pumpkins, I inst- the original lineup, I instantly throw that out. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay, definitely. good. What if they're just pale people? What do you mean pale well, people? Well, I'm just assuming you know they're. <laughs> that Billy Corgan was. Pale oh no 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 no! I mean like there's a blonde woman bassist, there's an Asian lead like? guitarist, there's a pothead drummer, and there's a guy with a necklace. That's in the garbage. But I'm saying, but what if you know they just that's what they look like? Then they should probably find other people. Maybe throw in a fifth member. <laughs> so yeah, like that just away. the fifth one would completely. Yes. It's like I'm in now. Yes. Okay. I've I've Duly had noted. I've had more success with digital promos than with CD promos. What about you? Yeah, I would agree. Better quality. Okay, good. I've had way better success with seven-inch promos and LP promos, like records, than CDs. If someone sends an album, like mm-hmm. if someone sends something on vinyl, uh, I will definitely play it just because that actually like costs money yes. and is you know an investment. And if they're gonna go through it, you know if they're if they're gonna put the money into sending out actual vinyl to a critic. I'm going to pay them the respect uh, of... And it, it usually pans out well. Yeah. I heard a story uh, that, that uh, Steve Shelley uh, from Sonic Youth, um, he used to run a label called Smells Like Records, mm-hmm. and he... Uh, I sent him a record of like my old band when I was like 19 or whatever. Um, and... You know, I was just like, oh, maybe maybe one of these days Steve Shelley will hear it. Mm-hmm. And I met one of his bandmates in uh, another band called $2 Guitar that he was doing on the side. And he told me that Steve Shelley listens to every single record that anyone sends him. And I really appreciated that because it was just like, if someone's going to take the, the time and effort and, and money to send you a promo, you know, it deserves to be listened to. Or at least it did before that you know promise became a never ending yeah. deluge and i would like to thank you for that story for making this the most appropriate thing you could say in a record store on a sunday evening celebrating their second year anniversary we had our sonic youth reference an all vinyl th- reference uh, a vague allusion to nirvana but not actually saying it was kind of based on nirvana a <laughs> uh, 19 year old guy sending records out and you're wearing jean cut off shorts and i yeah. want to thank you for all of those things uh that was brilliant a, that was absolutely brilliant we, you what you have like, a mannequin man tattoo yeah Right there. I get to show it off when I wear shorts. I or M&M's. <laughs> one or the other. Yeah. What is your thought on M&M? I don't think he had one or shot. M&M, that was stupid. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm from Michigan, so, you so know, I got to I got to your mom. What, what is the problem M. here? No, I think that he he was, he was, uh, I don't know, when he was like, the you know, in the, still in the freestyle rap battle, you know, field, I think that he was just unstoppable. And. I think that he has bad production ideas. I wish someone would. I wish there was an interesting executive producer who would give him good beats Dr. rather Dre. than like. Yeah, Dr. Dre. I mean, he still lets him. He still lets him make those like, you know, Matchstick Men beats and like everything's like I'm sad. Yep. You know. Why is he so sad? I don't know. I mean, from Detroit. Detroit's yeah, sad. Yeah. Michigan's sad. That's yeah, true. It's you bummer. move for a reason. Yeah. Would you move so, back? So why, same reason that, like, half of Michigan is in Chicago right now. Okay. That's I'm, true. Yeah, that's that's just sad. Yeah, that's that's a true sad fact. I We played a show in Detroit uh, back Magic in November. Stick? 
Uh, no. And I can't That's my remember. only Detroit reference. I apologize. can't remember the name of the spot, but uh, I was going through Facebook, um, you know, just to invite friends out, just remind. Of course, you know, of course. And everyone that I knew from Detroit was is lives in either Chicago or New York. And there, well, were, you're there were literally, like, there were literally like five people. But no, I mean, people that I knew. I used to live in Ann Arbor, like that's right outside of Detroit. Yeah. And I used to hang out. I actually lived in Detroit for a little bit right before I moved down here. And everyone, everyone from there is is gone because there's just nothing. Yeah. Sad. So why don't you move there and make it awesome? Because that was <laughs> I'm lazy. <laughs> All right. Because to go somewhere. You heard it here. The people that work for the Chicago Reader are lazy. Yeah. That's yeah. Fair. That's fair. Oh, Let's fantastic. be honest. I only write. Full time, and I'm in a fairly full time band. Oh. But you play have bass. Separate oh. I'm so. Oh. Yeah, I guess I don't do it. Did you like my impression of True Blood just now? <laughs> oh. True Blood vampire. Get it? Joe liked it. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm doing this for Joe. I've said that way too many times in my life, and there's never been a Joe in the room. Joe That's seems stupid. like an easy audience. Though. He is an easy audience. He's from Michigan. Anyways, uh, bam. Last real question. Sure. Um, I think there's a lot of great music criticism uh, from the Chicago Reader and from the Washington City paper, which who you guys do write for, Creative Loafing. It's the same family. Yeah. That's why I mentioned this. Um, indie rockers and stand-up comics are kind of have their feet held to the fire. They don't get away with saying anything racist, sexist, homophobic, etc. Yet both publications rave about um, local hip-hop artists that have mixtapes that are racist, homophobic, and sexist. What's the deal with that? Where, what's with this weird double standard racism? Answer that quickly. Um, I agree. I, I, I think uh, there was that, I sort of dealt with that in a, in a column I wrote about Odd Future um, last year, I think it was. Was it the pitchfork issue? Yeah, r- right around that mm-hmm. time. Um, th- I mean, there's, there's a separation. I mean, if you, if you only like... Here's my argument. If you only like musicians who are politically, ideologically, personally, you know, nice people. Mm-hmm. I don't like Ani DeFranco. You know, like, there's... Well, there's she's bad. That's why you don't like her. She right, makes incredibly but, boring music for incredibly okay people. But most people who make... Most people who make interesting music are terrible. Terrible people. But like, they don't you look say... At, like, like, there's a Led Zeppelin record right there. But How terrible are the people... Putting, yeah, but wait, 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 really quick. You're, talk, you're judging a person by their personality... And you're not judging the person for what they're singing about or what they're saying in their songs when you talk about Zeppelin. Zeppelin is famous for shoving fish up of willing women, not shoving fish up of women that didn't want to be have fish shoved in them. There's um, a huge difference. Jimmy, Jimmy Page dated a 14-year-old yeah, at the exactly. height of his fame. Did, yes, yeah. and you know what he did? Cool. Who cares? It's guitarist. It doesn't matter. They're not singing, hey, kids, go fuck 14-year-olds. They're saying, no, start a band and do whatever you want. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Like that's totally like, fine. If, if you are like not ex- if if you're like not explicitly saying fuck fourteen year olds, it's fine. But if you are leading by example and fucking fourteen year olds, that's absolutely that's cool. yes, completely. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there is yeah, Woody Allen, <laughs> Roman Polanski. I'm completely serious. Roman Polanski, like that dude. I I, I can't. I don't know. Um, okay, here's the thing. Tupac went to jail twice for raping. Yeah, he's loved. He be, he came back as a hologram. <laughs> he's indestructible. Literally, that's not right. No, but there. Listen, there kids. Is... Tupac was really good at rape. Like, like that's what we're saying. Yeah, there. I mean, there's <laughs> essentially. 
It's, no, there's, the, oh, there's it's not good though. There's no, there's a lot of things that are not good. But and, why? And even why in pop music, that's what I mean. Because it's good music. And Is it? Yeah, I disagree. I, I have to like you know I I struggle with this because you know I'm I you know consider myself a feminist and like I'm you know very like. To know, the radi- fact that, radically, the radically fact that you're leftist. here right now doing this, yes, you're a feminist. I completely agree. You're in a record store without getting paid, um, and you're doing this show, and I thank you for that. Obviously, we're probably the same in terms of ideology here. But we both cover these things, and, and, and everyone around us is covering these things, so we kind of feel like forced to say think, decent things about Odd Future. And that's not necessarily right, and they're given a pass. Well, no, I don't. I, don't, I think that people are given a pass. Uh, I, I don't... I personally struggle with, you know, I, I have to think before I write about something, and this is like, you know, I kind of wrote about this in the Odd, Odd Future thing. Like, the Odd Future guys, you know, like their their lyrics are, you know, often super terrible and super offensive, and also, I mean, this type of stuff that you come up with when you're like a wound up nineteen year old, and he's a know? wound up nineteen year old, exactly. And now, if you listen to the Odd Future mixtape too, that just came out recently there's like you know almost none of that and it's almost only like the the instances that it's brought up are sort of you know to comment and and joke on the people that you know that made a big deal out of it the first time around but yeah you know i I do have to deal with you know you're saying you're talking about odd future like they're not the norm no, but the, uh, there's the, I mean the norm in hip hop especially has specifically been, the mixtape culture the stuff that we get especially yeah the non label uh, it's incredibly sexist homophobic and racist yeah and it's um, you know I've I've tried to use uh, my position to criticize that yes. when I can and I feel like there are other critics who are similarly conscientious mm-hmm. about it. And I feel like that that there's been, you know, I don't want to I don't want to give any you know music critics credit for it, but I feel like there is a, a change in in what's been going on culturally with that. With you know, you have people like you know Kanye and uh, well, Kanye's great, Jeezy or someone who just no like, Kanye's great because he hates himself but, when he talks about how awful he is as a human being right before he says awful things and then apologizing for it the next line. But there's He's like, self-aware. I'm completely but sincere but about this. You know, I love people, Kanye. There's people like you know, like actual major rappers who are coming out now and just saying like, you know what? Like, I don't really care if if gay people get married. Like, it's fine. Like, you know, and and just kind of trying to. They're not saying everyone stop being homophobic, but they're kind of cutting it, editing it out of their own uh, lyrics and and presentation. And it's you know a slow process, but. Does it have to be a slow process, though? We have the internet. I mean, it's not like we're in a like a very very. Well, it's tiny slow bubble. in internet terms. I mean, it's, it's in the past couple of years. Like, if you look at the, you know, the, some of the public statements that you know rappers have made about, you know, gay people in general, mm-hmm. um, like, it's it's become it's it's sort of turned a corner. But nothing about sexism. I mean, the sexism thing is sort of. That's a little dicier because well, women be shopping. I get it, so it's hard to. Well, you go back, you know. Sorry, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> any, you, 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 any sort of like people, artists talking about the people they are in love with, or or are infatuated with, mm-hmm. or are attracted to, or whatever. 
there's always going to be some fucked up shit in there because human sexual relations are fucked up. I mean, there's not going to be an uncomplicated, you know, portrayal that's honest of the way that people get together. You look at, you know, if if you want to, I feel like one of the most honest portrayals of, you know, like heterosexual romances, Afghan wigs, gentlemen, Mm -hmm. which is a dark and horrible record and it makes... You know, it's and, and borderline misogynistic for a lot of it, but it's it's honest and you know, like I don't I don't think that I I feel like that's that's real and that you know if if I'd rather I don't know I don't know I, it's it's, it's tough it's yeah, tough it's, t- it's tough to find a line it's tough to find a line and I have to listen to some stuff especially you know like I'm a big fan of like dancehall reggae and a lot of that shit's just reprehensible and that stuff then is stop easier for me it's easier it. for me to like that's why I stopped listening to Capleton you know but like they're on another level you know as as a music critic like my job is to appreciate the music or you could just say it's too reprehensible to appreciate in any form. Yeah, but is it? I mean, yes, it's ex- yes, that's exactly it. Hitler had a lot of good ideas. He had the parking garage. Yeah, but he killed all the Jews. But he had the parking garage. No screwdrivers. Fuck that. Screwdrivers. First couple of seven inches were. Yeah, when fantastic. I think of uh, when I think of mixtapes, I think of screwdriver. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm thinking no, of like, screwdriver. If you, if you I listen, already fucked that up. If you listen to screwdriver, no, I'm not gonna. I'm an adult. I'm sorry. No, no, their pre Nazi stuff is actually really good. Uh, you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good, and. I love it this sucks. is such a record store conversation. I am so happy you're the guest. I'm not joking. Uh Damien from Fucked Up uh kind of ran into this problem a little bit ago where he in some interview he kind of made an offhand comment where he was like, "Yeah, I like Screwdriver." Cuz Screwdriver started off as a really good punk band and then they turned into horrible Nazis. <laughs> but those first couple of records are great and it's like, "Do I let do I let what Screwdriver became ruin Yes, what? completely. Yes. I don't know. I, I, that's 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 an easy answer, but I don't think that it's the right answer. No, no I mean, it's, because, it's definitely because, the right answer. I was totally right. In because saying. they're horrible. Because they're horrible, shitty people, and they ended up, you know, eventually, you know, letting that out into the public. Do I let that ruin the fact that they made some non-ideological records before that that were really good? Does that does that mean I shouldn't listen to those records? To me, yes. I mean, should I perfect list- example? Prussian Blue, Prussian Blue is a is a great, some of the most beautiful music you'll ever hear a, a few twelve and fourteen year olds make. You know, absolutely gorgeous stuff. The kind of stuff you'd want to hear as you're walking down the aisle. But then they open their mouth and it's just pure racism. Yeah, well, Prussian I mean, Blue. What gonna- do I do, Prussian Blue? I'm, I'm not gonna buy the just music, cause single. No, pr- I'm gonna buy the record. The Prussian Blue instrumental. Album. Can't do that. I, I want to buy that Prussian Blue instrumental album, but I know what they're saying. Do you see my point? Well, it's tough. Like you know, it's that simple. I don't think it's that tough. I don't know. Like you, what's where's where's the line? Like where, finding the line is the difficulty. Like do no. I think White Power. You found the line. It's a really blatant line, and okay, you could dismiss the entire catalog. I don't know. I don't think that's, and that's where we differ. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, R. Kelly, Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, they yeah, terrible things. Yeah, so never support them or listen to them or buy them or respect them as human beings. Done. The end. What's the problem? Because uh, Jerry Lee Lewis made some of the best music of all time. Fine, then R. steal Kelly his music. Incredible. 
Ste- no, this is why the internet exists. Don't ever buy anything from these awful, awful people. Steal it. Steal it, but not from but, a record store. That hurts people. No, but download is, it. But isn't listening to it, you know, aren't, aren't you, you no, know, I don't involving listen to yourself? It. No, I in, don't. In, aren't you acknowledging or... or no, you know, wh- okay, R. Kelly, the pissing on minors thing, whatever. Like, like obviously he did oh, that. So that's it's whatever. on film. That's, that's, because, yes, you could have already dismissed R. Kelly because 10 years prior to that, he married a 15-year-old. That alone is reason to not buy it. Yeah, I mean, what do you... Do you listen to Led Zeppelin? No, I <laughs> steal Led Zeppelin's music, and then I, I P. Diddy rhymes over it because I'm very talented. <laughs> Godzilla soundtrack? Yeah, I know. Cashmere? I like that. Jerry hear the Godzilla? My favorite song on the Godzilla soundtrack. Not Come With Me by P. Diddy. Though it's a great song. Best song. Green Day's Brain Stew, parentheses, Godzilla remix. Turn uh, it, roar! Turn it, roar! <laughs> Seriously. Put that shit on. That's what this store needs. More Godzilla remixes of every single song. You, I got your indie rock right here. All these mutant things that don't exist. That's how it is. I got You like yeah, that pull? I liked it. I know you did. <laughs> uh, Miles, I just want to tell you, I don't respect women, and I think that minorities are the worst. I have awesome. an album coming out. I want you to review it. Please don't remember any of that, okay? Sure. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the very talented Miles Raymer. Hey, thanks for listening to You, Me, Them, Everybody. It would be awfully kind of you to consider donating to keep this show alive. But we understand that money may be tight right now, so if you can't donate, please sign up on our mailing list. We promise it's not too annoying. Thanks for listening. And now back to the show. Coming to the stage, uh, he runs a show here uh, monthly. He's part of the Late Live show, and uh, he was part of the Christmas album he did, and he stole the show, and it was amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the one, the only, Joe McAdam. Make people laugh, motherfucker. All right. Yeah. Hey, guys. That's weird to come up immediately following talking about sexism and racism. That's cool. Uh, I don't know. Eminem, that was a, he was a sexist, right? People didn't like him for a minute. He he got into a feud with the insane clown posse. I think that's my favorite thing uh, about Eminem, which is the silliest. Per- Real rap beef is always like uh, Jay-Z and Nas. Tough guys, but not a duo of clowns. That, <laughs> it's usually not that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like that's like... This is a stretch, and it doesn't make sense. But let's say uh, Johnny Carson got into a celebrity beef with Wizzo the Clown. Like, <laughs> just like a clown host type. That's the best. It's, no one would take him seriously. So fuck Eminem, and yeah, I guess that's the point of that. Anyway, where are we? Okay. <laughs> I, I just want to talk about all the things that we've been... The dead, the dead cat uh, and making into a helicopter... That's great. You should be turning your cats into helicopters. Please turn your... If you have a cat, turn it into a helicopter. Because if you don't, they will eat you when you die. (laughs) If you die in your home, they will eat your face and hands. That's what they do. They did it to Lane Staley. They'll do it to you. They don't give a shit about you. They're going to eat you. It's a creepy thing. I feel like they would just do it if you're napping. (laughs) A long nap, they might nibble. The hands or the face. Oh, man. <laughs> I think it's weirder, though, that uh, 
that if you die around your dog, uh, it would probably just like steal all your bones and bury them all around the yard. <laughs> it's a way more fucked up thing. To, it's at least functional for a cat to eat your body. They have to live. The dog would just fuck with you like a serial killer. <laughs> Be horrifying. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, what else are we talking about on this show? What, do we have any other fun topics that were brought up? I don't remember. Let's. I'll, I'll just do jokes. That's fine. I can just do jokes. Uh, here's here's a here's a joke. Uh, this is this is a this is a real joke. Uh, I was I was recently told uh, this half was recently told that uh, it was redundant for me to say ATM machine. Someone said that to me, but uh, fuck that. I think I am an ass to mouth machine. All right, that's fuck off. That's just a joke. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to do that with you later. <laughs> uh, anyway, here's, here's another one, and you guys can play along, all right? I'll, I'll, I'll set it up. You guys can play along with it, and I'll hit you with the, with the punchline, all right? Uh, what, what did the giraffe say right after giving birth? Ooh, girl, my pussy hurt. <laughs> These are just dirty, dumb jokes. And I, I'm sorry. <laughs> At least I'm not going to fuck you with a fish. That's, it's better than that. Listen, I just talk about it. I don't do it. Oh, boy. Uh, so, <laughs> I, uh, I've been on the road doing stand-up comedy shows, opening up for a, a big influence on me. It's a, a, a stand-up comic. He goes by the name of the Mr. T Feces Pun comic. Has anyone heard of him? No? He's a... Big deal. He's getting very popular. Uh, I, I've been opening up for my... I stole some of his notes here. I have some of his jokes written down. I just want to do some of them for you. Uh, here's a joke from the Mr. T. Feces pun comic. Uh, what did Mr. T. say when he had an accident while swimming? I shitty the pool. I shitty the pool is that one. Uh, here's another one here. If you guys know the answer, you can, you can shout it out or whatever. <laughs> what did Mr. T say when he took a crap on a hammer? Is that, I, sh I shitty the tool, is that? Let me check and see if that's right. I shitty the tool, yeah, that's, that's it. This guy's good. This guy's good, that's why he's the host, huh? Good Lord. Here, we got a, we got a third one here. Honest to God, I, I remember these being better, but let's see. What did Mr. T say when he went to the bathroom while watching a movie about fighting owls? Any, any, anybody? I shitty the Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. It's... I, all right, no, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, first of all. Secondly, I swear to God this happened after a show I did that, and a guy comes up to me and he goes, uh, hey, man, that's real fucked up that you stole that guy's jokes. <laughs> like, like the dumbest fucking person in the world said this to me. Um, anyway, I, um, I used to work uh, for a company called Groupon. Are we familiar? Right? It's this coupon company, and uh, they did customer support there. It was the shitty, boring job, right? The best thing to do to keep, uh, you know, 
from killing yourself is keep track of like the funny email addresses that we got. You know, people would send them in. The best one, hands down, someone sent in a complaint from the email address, Cobra Pussy at 911wasaninsidejob.org <laughs> is the best. There's no pot left in the world. You've, you've smoked all our pot. It's gone. Or you're the weirdest G.I. Joe villain ever. <laughs> like, that's fucking... Because I don't think cobras have pussies. I'm pretty sure they don't. I don't can, can you look that up, Esmeralda? <laughs> Do cobras have pussies? We're going to get an answer to this. Um, anyway, how am, how am I doing on time, Brandon? One, one more minute more? All right. Uh, let's... Uh, Oh, boy, what's fun to talk about? Let's talk about uh, gay marriage, all right? Let's do it. Let's get into it. Uh, I know Brandon is not uh, in favor of it. Uh, He thinks there should be an island. (laughs) I personally think it's fine. I think go for it. Let gay folks get married. I think there's uh, there's a group... Usually religious types that are against it, and they often will say something like, uh, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. You hear that a lot, they say that. This, they're very confused about, no one is putting Steve in the Bible. They're, they're not, this guy is just like, they're Steve and everything up, putting Steve's where they don't belong. He's very concerned about where Steve's are. <laughs> He's just, hey, my dog is a golden retriever, not a golden receiver. <laughs> This, uh, this is a pile of leaves, not a pile of Steves. I'm going to go watch The Matrix with Keanu Reeves, not Keanu Steves. <laughs> going to go look up. Going to go search Ask Jeeves for old episodes and leave it to Beaver. Not search Ask Steve for old episodes and leave it to Steaver. <laughs> you guys get it, right? It's <laughs> bullshit. Anyway, that's enough. Thanks, guys. Joe McAdam, everybody. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Oh, boy. Um, um, You're part of the Late Live Show. Yes. Uh, The Late Live Show started 18 months after our show. Uh, First question, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) (laughs) We we really, really just uh, wanted to steal everything (laughs) from you. Uh, yeah, that was, it was talk about your dicks. Yeah, yeah, a lot of dick talk. Uh, You guys, uh, whenever people ask me about what you guys do, I always compare it to Conan. And I always compare uh, the show to, like, Ferguson or something like that. Is that fair to you? Yeah, I think so. We, okay. yeah, do silly bits and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's not just somebody talking about destroying cats and someone saying the C word a billion times. Yeah, no, we... We're, we you're a different show. Yeah, we, don't, we haven't talked about that yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we'll get into it. Um, you are a very funny stand-up. Oh, shucks. <laughs> More importantly, you're married. I am a married man, yeah. And you smoke cigarettes and you drink alcohol and you're cool. There we go. How do I be cool once I get married? What do you? Uh, it, I'm engaged to a woman. Do, do you already smoke and drink? Yeah. So you and we both we both work on talk shows, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of we're the same. The same. Person. We're almost the same person. Yeah. How do I have all? How did you develop all those Steve references? Uh, that uh, you know, a lot of wor- words rhyme with Steve. Oh, okay. <laughs> If I if I I I, I I I really thought about like stretching it and getting into words that did not rhyme, but uh, I think the essence of the bit might have been lost. So I wanted to say the the St- Stiebler elves, uh, <laughs> but that do- doesn't fly. Uh, people um, get lost. <laughs> uh, the cool part about the late live show is you guys have a lot of musical guests. Yes. Um, and 
uh, I'd say about 90% have played my show first. Uh, question two. What the what? fuck, dude? <laughs> Is that true? Yes. They've all been on your show first? Yes. Almost it, all of them exclusively. Have you had Daniel Knox on your yes! show before? Yes! He's my fucking favorite! <laughs> Yeah, Listen, I, the reason why I like <laughs> Daniel Knox is because he's a white power racist sexist. Yes. And like, Finally. Oh, here's the thing. Russian he, Knox. He, he <laughs> it. That's funnier than me. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, you're funnier than me, but I don't know about the other guy. Well, yeah. What are you going to do? You're right. I'll keep growing my hair in a way that doesn't look like I'm balding. How about that? <laughs> That's what I'm trying really hard. <laughs> so I'm being a dick. I'm so... Where are you from, Joe? From uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Cool. I guess. I don't know. You don't live there anymore, so that's why I think it's cool. Yeah. I'm thinking you made the right choice. How'd you meet your wife? Uh, My wife! <laughs> we, we were at a Borat concert. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, no, uh, we, uh, for no real. No one clapped with uh, me. We, Everyone else is not as good as you. Well, what are you going to, yeah. We, we met when we were, se- we were both 17 years old. We've known each other since we were teenagers. Aww. It's teenage love. Uh, yeah. What does she do? She works for a market research company. Cool. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I don't know. So you're the one that's like having a fun life and she's just your wife. Yeah, I don't work. Yeah. Uh, I'm not employed. I don't make money. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, you're it's living the dream. It's been pretty great. I know. <laughs> it's kind of the tops. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Explain to me this. Or riddle me this. You are funny... And you're a stand-up, and you work with a lot of people that do improv and sketch. Why, number one, and number two, why do you talk to people that do improv and sketch? I, I, don't, I don't really talk to anybody that does improv. Okay, good. That's uh, good. We're on but the same I page. Second city, ladies and gentlemen. We're in the second <laughs> improv capital of the world. Uh, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's a problem with sketch as You a, do a lot of sketches on your show. Form. I think most of it is Is terrible. what you do art. No. Good call. Certainly not. Good call. Uh, I respect yeah. you more now. That's definitely... I don't... I, yeah, not sure why I said art form. It's, yeah. It's an entertainment form. Sure. Yeah. My wife! <laughs> yes. Remember? That is remember, art. Remember when that was like like super... Like the most popular oh, thing? Oh, man. Yeah. And then, you know, right... Wait, it, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> quick, quick late live show skit idea. All right. Because I know you guys love the, the skits. The dancing boreheads. <laughs> no, Wait. Wait. That was the visual bit. This is an audio <laughs> podcast. Here's the di- here's the bit. All right, Austin Borat, <laughs> go. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, so it's a lot of uh, yeah, baby, my wife. Yeah! Nailed yes, it. nailed it. Yes, um, the la- <laughs> the last co-host. You're the co-host on the show. Yes, the last co-host of the late live show. Uh, got a job with late night with Jimmy Fallon and is currently opening up for Bo Burnham in theaters. Yeah. Why aren't you? Uh, I, I, this is, uh, he's Asian. That's why. Okay, good. I'll, I'll just say it right there. That's right. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? I'm going to take a stand. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, uh, a lot funnier. <laughs> oh, no. He's, he is a lot more Asian. Yeah, he is certainly that. Yeah. He's not funnier. C.J. Toledano, uh, friend of the show who I know listens to the show, you're not funnier than Joe at I'm, all. I'm, like, start, I'm you're not even close to being funnier than Joe. <laughs> There's a reason why you got a job with Fallon, because he's not funny. He's a not good <laughs> – no, he's not. He is a, he's a very talented guy that wears thin-cut suits. Like, that's all he is. Me, 
I'm fucking real. <laughs> DIY to the core. I'm going to be in the annals of history with a dick. Uh, is the guy that, like, once knew people like Daniel Knox. That's my entire life story. No one will remember me. I don't have the thin-cut suits. People like James Fritz are going to be the reason why I'm known because of the people I surround myself with. You, CJ Toledano. You, you little comic, you. You're, you're, you're funny. You're funny. <laughs> I just like Joe a little bit more because, I don't know. I don't think CJ Toledano smokes cigarettes. No, he doesn't. Yeah, that's why I like you more. All right. I'll take it. I think we learned a few things tonight, kids. Uh, number one, R. Kelly. Yeah. Number two, uh, Austin Borat. International. No, oh, you fucking did it. You fucking nailed it again. Uh, number three, if you ever want to get uh, to play the late live show, you got to play my show first so they can steal your all your musical guests, and then they'll pretend like, yeah, I never heard of them because you guys are so in tune to indie rock. Uh, number, <laughs> number four, Joe's fucking very very funny uh number five uh shop at Saki records and buy all the good records and go home and illegally download all the guys that rape Is do that, it did yeah. i sum it up yeah um you have a show here yourself yep last friday of the month and it's called creative control what's that show it's a sh- <laughs> what it's a it's my a, style of interview was stolen was stolen from jiminy glick yeah yeah <laughs> that's, that's what i do <laughs> That's a great model, too, because uh, he was so successful. Listen, I like dead wives. <laughs> Martin Short, dead wife. See, that's, you guys don't and even is know. That a, yeah. yeah, it's a Borat callback, too. There we go. Yep. My dead wife. <laughs> Get off my show. You're well, stealing all of my bits. All right. You have a show here. It's called Creative Control. The last Friday of the month. Keep going. It's your fucking plug, man. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a show. It's here. It's the last Friday of every month. It's called Creative Control. Uh, hey, you should go. <laughs> I don't live in this town anymore. Just come back for this. Oh, okay. If you want to come on, you can uh, be a guest on the show. You don't have guests. Sure, we can do, we can do whatever we want. Oh, wow. Is that because you have creative control? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. This is... I will not be mocked. <laughs> All right. Yeah, if you got a you got a funny bet you want to talk about cats nah, or, or rapists. <laughs> I have a platform. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever want to meet the people that subscribe to the show that I don't know. Yeah. I'm in, oh, right. Oh, this could be bad people. It's people that are making helicopter cats. Yeah, and waiting for the Borat reference. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> uh, mm, mm. Well, I like you a lot. I like you too. Cool, Bane. All right, man. Oh, you had Mannequin Men play your show. They they were here a couple months ago. They Who were, you got coming up? Uh, this awesome rap group called Marsan. They're the shit. Keep going. Uh, it's uh, some comics in in the city. Martin Morrow and uh, Odenaka and and a guy I don't know. And they rap. Uh, <laughs> but they're fucking awesome. I saw them at Entertaining Julia, and they went into the audience and sniffed everyone's vagina. It was great. That's how you. That's how you meet wives. Yeah. Um, and who else is coming up on the show? Mr. James Fritz. Ooh, I love James Fritz. He's one yep. of my favorites. He is. A, he is a favorite of everyone. Uh, he is the Jimmy Page of fishing with fourteen-year-olds. Yes, he is. Um, Hands down. Does that mean he does? Wait. Yep. Does, he fucks 
Okay. Yeah. Fourteen year olds with fish. Yeah. 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 He does do that. Yeah. So that's why we got him on the show. It's, it's a big get. Yeah. No, it is. We have a we have a whole case, a whole ice chest full of fish for him. Uh, it's gonna be like a Gallagher concert, kind of just like wear a poncho and you're gonna get fish fucked in the face. <laughs> it's gonna be a riot. Don't oversell it. <laughs> oh, you're fun. Hey, man, next time we're in town, we should uh, hang out. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Hey, you want to grab a drink? Maybe. Yeah, you want to meet my wife? <laughs> we'll hang out. We'll have a double date. And who will I meet? Uh, my wife. Wife, there we go. Joe McAdam, everybody. <laughs> Thanks. You Me Them Everybody wants to thank you for listening and also for subscribing to us on iTunes. We can always use the extra support, though. So why don't you say something nice about us on iTunes? Go ahead, give us a five-star rating. This type of thing helps us out a lot and doesn't cost you a dime. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, my favorite, please put your hands together for Daniel Knox. Disaster, disaster, explosions ripping through the paint and plaster. Disaster, 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 tragedy, tragedy. Vacant lot where your whole childhood used to be Tragedy, tragedy, tragedy Tragedy, accident, accident Your friends are gone but you don't know quite where they went Accident, accident 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 Disaster Disaster, crying right into the face of laughter. Disaster, 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 disaster.
my uh, my mother was a atheist and you know very liberal minded sort of person. My father was a Christian and a conservative, and uh, so I'd sort of go back and forth between two uh, ideologies. Anyway, this is a song about uh, God. You gonna do that for every song? Yeah. All right. Why would God put the keys in the ignition of the car just to see how I feel? Or permission to steal? Why would God make a man with no virtue in his life Put the man in a room with my wife Is it a test of my will Or permission to kill From the storm to the drought There's never a doubt What he can do Why would God point the sun directly in my eyes just to bump into you? Or for something to do? Why would God push the hand where the hand should never go into flesh or into I'll make this work. (laughs) Okay. I hold your hand Would break all the fingers The mind goes The body lingers But what use could it be While you're asleep and tremble with fear, 
I move through the house Close to your ear You're nothing to me song about going to the uh, Schnooks grocery store in Springfield, Illinois, where I am actually uh, banned from going because in 1999 I stole uh, razor blades on the same day that I had purchased an inflatable boat, uh, and I was taken to jail, and I am meant to stay 50 yards away from all schnooks grocery stores but I like to go back and uh, and I sort of sing this to myself (laughs) 
Ought not to think of the past, but then This town gives me the blues It's nice that you've learned to forgive, my friend But who should be shining my shoes? You should be wearing a name tag Serving somebody I should be riding in limousines And you should be shining my I don't believe in justice Life is unbearably cruel The only prediction I trust is You will be shining my shoes And it's like you to bring up the past But then, what options have we? Lovely, you've learned to forgive, my friend But you should be shining my shoes You should be shining my shoes Okay I'm going to try one more thing, two more things. I should preface this by explaining. Uh, this is about uh, an occasion that happened when I was about 11 years old, when uh, I was standing, uh, I was sitting, I was homesick, or it was summer or something like this, and uh, a blue car pulled into the uh, driveway of our house. I was home alone. And uh, uh, no one was driving it, but it drove up to the to the driveway. And uh, I somehow became convinced that this was me uh, from the future. Uh, but because I traveled back in time, I was unable to see myself. Uh, and the idea of that, you know, brought me to tears and terrified me. And uh, so I'm sort of still waiting until the other end comes around. None of this is in the song, but. It's important to know before it begins. You can't win The car will return With no
thing because uh, uh, this is Brandon's thing it's a Mr. Rogers song I know Uh, it's in the same fucking key though I'm angry I'm angry and I can tell you why the reason that I'm angry is cause somebody made me feel very small Oh, the sudden I cried, I almost lied and said I wasn't scared, but I was scared now. 
I'm angry. I'm angry. Okay, thank you.